This is Coach Lee, and you're listening to The Door Report. At Vanderbilt, it's Tim Corbin in the Vandy Boys, Jerry Stackhouse on the hardwood, and Clark Lee on the gridiron. Nashville, it's time to sit back, relax, grab a cold one, and enjoy the show. The Music City is our state, and West End is where we rock. You're listening to The Door Report, the premier Vanderbilt podcast for fans who believe black and gold. Commodore Nation, anchor down. Welcome back into The Door Report, episode 258 on a beautiful, lovely, majestic Monday evening, February 5th, 2024. I am Will Byram, joined as always by my co-host Trevor Hewlin and our very loyal producer, Phoebe. Stealer of the show, Phoebelicious. Here at The Door Report, we actually have a new sponsor, Trevor and Phoebe. Thank you, Corey, for supporting TDR over the last six months. Shout out Perk Dog. Thank you, Corey. Shout out to Corey Perkins of Parks Realty. Reach out to Corey. One last plug for free. If you're <laughs> one last plug for free for Corey. If you are looking to move homes in the Nashville area, or if you're a first-time home buyer, reach out to Corey Perkins of Parks Realty. I deleted his information off this Google Doc, so that was a bad decision because I cannot remember his number. 615-967-8623. Or you can reach out to Corey via email at Perkins at Realtracks.com. Realtracks spelled R-E-A-L-T-R-A-C-S.com. Thank you to Corey. For supporting TDR. No ad read straight from the dome. That's called veteran podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Take notes. That's reps, baby. That's all reps. But here at TDR, like I mentioned, we have a new sponsor, 615 Collectibles. If you are interested at all in sports cards, sports collectibles, currently 615 Collectibles has an incredible eBay store full of just that. Also, I do own 615 collectibles. <laughs> so, a little shameless plug here from myself. Uh, site website is coming soon. The first thing up on the 615collectibles.com website is going to be an absolutely massive collection of Vanderbilt football cards of former Vanderbilt players, basketball cards, baseball cards, all sorts of things. Just sitting in front of me is a small selection that Trevor can look through. Keyshawn Vaughn. Let's Kyle run through Sherman. the names. We got a Keyshawn Vaughn jersey rookie card. We have a Jay Cutler Broncos. You're not going to want to run through yards. all these. Oh, but we. I'll, I'll stop at this one. The GOAT. My GOAT. Jordan Matthews. Absolute football. 2014 rookie jersey card. Number 48 out of 249. What a gorgeous card this is. There is a huge inventory that I've built up. Can't wait to list that out. Earl Bennett, Jay Cutler, Andre Mintz, going back, Frank Cornette cards. This Earl is autographed, by the way. Everything you can think of. So that website is currently 
in the works. Uh, eBay store is already up and active. If you want to check that on, out on eBay, just search 615 Collectibles. All one word on eBay is the store. But the website will be coming soon, so stay tuned for more updates. You want to plug that. your IG? Uh, IG is still in the works. Okay. We're, we're going to wait. It's still raw, still early. So more and more to come. Uh, let me know what players, what former Vanderbilt athletes you're looking for, and I will be on the lookout for them. But here on episode 258, should be a relatively quick pod. 11 days away from Vanderbilt baseball, the Vandy boys come to save us all. Number six team ranked in the country currently. We also have a couple of Vanderbilt basketball games to recap, an embarrassing loss to Auburn, and what we're going to focus on, the first win of the SEC basketball season for Jerry Stackhouse and the boys. So no repeat of the 2018-2019 Bryce Drew season of 0-18. The Vanderbilt Commodores will not go winless in conference play. So that's something to celebrate, hey, Vanderbilt dude, fans. Man, thank God for Jerry Stackhouse. Hey, extend him. Hey, shout out to my president, Jerry Stackhouse. Trevor's a big Jerry Stackhouse guy, in case you haven't picked up on that. Also, we're going to give a little bit of an update on the Vanderbilt class of 2024, the football recruiting class, some updated rankings on 24-7 sports. And then Trevor is going to tease his brainchild, episode 259, Ask TDR Anything. Trevor's going to put out the Google form. Also, our DMs are going to be open. However, you want to get in touch with us, Trevor's going to give us some more information on that as the podcast continues. But before we get into all of that and much more, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Door Report. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. And while you're at it, give our podcast five stars and a review on iTunes. It's now time for segment one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back into episode 258 of The Door Report. Currently, right now, me and Trevor are watching in the background the Vanderbilt women's basketball team take on Alabama at home. Currently, the Lady Doors are down 68-62. to 62. Not looking great as of right now. The curse begins when I turn on the game. When I turned on the game, probably the first time I've turned one on all season, to be completely honest, Vanderbilt... Vanderbilt's women were up nine points. Now Vanderbilt's down six points at the line. Ayana Moore, Ayana Moore at the line. Let's see if she makes this. Oh, oh a friendly Memorial in. Gym rim. Trevor, we're not going to do a live recap of this game that will be finished by the time this episode is released, but it's not looking good currently. Let's see if she makes the second one. All right, we'll see if she makes the second one. Ayana Moore. Dribble, dribble, dribble. 13 points in the game, one of one from free throws. Can she make it two of two? And she does. Nothing but net. Beautiful shot from Ayanna Moore. The Vanderbilt Lady Doors are down 68-64, 109 left in the fourth Is quarter. the Is the Lady Doors really a thing, or are we just going to try to make it a thing? I don't know if I've ever heard them referred to as the Lady Doors. Is that not what we call them? I don't know. To be honest, I, I... I've always called them the Lady Doors. Well, we'll just keep that rolling. I'm probably dumb, and they've always been referred to as that. Ooh. But Trevor, Vandy Boys Baseball, 
Stop watching the game. I'm about to turn it off. <laughs> Alabama right. just sink to three. All right. Stop Dad, watching. <laughs> I Van- got to support my gals. Van- so you don't have to give an update. Thank this God. Episode. <laughs> yes. That, that was the update. <laughs> Not looking good for Vanderbilt women at home. I think right now they were sitting at the first four buys in the latest ESPN bracketology, sitting at four and four in conference. So this is going to move them to four and five and maybe push them to even more on that bubble, edge of the bubble, first four in, first four out. Going to be an interesting ride the rest of the season for Shea Ralph and the women. But Trevor, we have Vanderbilt baseball in 11 days. What are you most excited about this season? I did not preface we'd be talking about baseball Mm -hmm. at all, but you're the baseball man, so let's hear it. Uh, I think first and foremost, I think the pitching staff is going to be absolutely electric this year. Um, And, that's something that Vanderbilt has said year in and year out is fancy. I've always looked forward to the pitching staff. I think they're really going to be um, very competitive. I think you have a lot of really good young arms. I really like the weekend rotation. I will say what I'm personally most looking forward to is the progression of RJ Austin. He showed a lot of really, really good stuff last year at second base. Um, Offensive production sort of hit and miss, but that's what you're going to get with a freshman who's getting a lot of reps at the plate. I'm really interested to see how he progresses. I also am very interested to see about Jonathan Vastine too. I think Vanderbilt once again has absolutely magical duo in the middle of the infield. Um, I think those guys defensively are going to be really good. Can Jonathan Vastine and RJ Austin maybe bump up their offensive production a little bit? Uh, That's something that I'm looking forward to. We will dig in more to the Vandy boys as the season inches closer and games actually begin being played. But Trevor, I do want, we teased it a little bit in the intro. I want you to give a description of the Ask TDR Anything, which is the main reason we're doing episode 258 is to tease episode 259. Trevor's come up with a brilliant idea to ask us anything. So Trevor... Let the people know what to expect next week. So if you grew up an internet loser like myself, you probably spent many hours on the website reddit.com. And there's this thing called an AMA, which stands for Ask Me Anything, where subreddits will bring in uh, influential people in that sphere. And Redditors can ask them anything, anything in regards to their personal life, anything in regards to the subject material, so on and so forth. So here at TDR, we are going to do an Ask Us Anything, literally ask us anything you can ask us anything about Vanderbilt sports but shocker to some we actually do have interests outside of Vanderbilt athletics which is crazy because they are are my my biggest hobby uh, you can ask us about our politics you can ask us about our family we can even address things that you guys want us to answer let's say you have a little bit of relationship uh, uh, disruption in your life and you need relationship advice if you wanted if you want to fill out the Google form, and request that it be totally anonymous. We will absolutely respect that. If there's something going on between you and your girl or you and your guy, and you want the dudes here at TDR, Will and myself, to maybe give you a little bit of relationship advice, we can do that. That is what we are here for. So next week, TDR's AMA, Ask Me Anything, or AUA, Ask Us Anything. Uh, the Google form will be up sometime this week. Fill that out, and we will address any questions. Film, music sports, politics, relationships, food, anything you can think of. We're trying to come up with entertaining and interesting episodes at this point in TDR's journey because we cannot 
get a good freaking team in either football or basketball to actually sit down and do weekly analysis episodes of their performances. Mm -hmm. That's all we want. Yeah. That's all we want here at TDR. We just want to be able to actually break down the on-court or on-field product. That's what we would love to do. But nobody wants to listen to that right now. (laughs) So we're going to do a fun and entertaining episode next week, and it should be a hell of a time. Hey, even if you want to ask us, hey, Trevor and Will, I go to sporting events. At Vanderbilt sporting events, I don't sit down, but the fans around me pressure me into sitting down. How should I address that going forward? We would love to answer that. We would love to answer that. Ask us anything. Coming up on episode 259, Trevor, we have a a little bit of an update here on the class of 2024 for Vanderbilt football. A late commitment from a defensive lineman, Nikhil Jefferson, a late committing three-star, according to 24-7 Sports, six foot two, 300-pound freshman. Good get for ben- Vanderbilt late in this 2024 recruiting cycle. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about him outside of the fact that he had some other offers from Louisville, Rutgers, West Virginia, and a lot of group of five offers. Yeah. So he's out of, I believe, Tampa, Florida, Berkeley Prep. Good pickup. Don't yeah. know much about it. Uh, if you have any other info. I will say, I, I think particularly with the defense that Vanderbilt runs, um, and just being in the SEC, going up against big, dominant offensive linemen, you can never have enough uh, big men specifically uh, at the interior and the three-tech. Uh, so this is m- uh, much needed. That's that's one of those position groups where you can you truly, in my opinion, can never have too much beef down there because you're going to need it. You're absolutely going to need it. Those guys get winded. You're going to have to rotate guys a lot. So even if Demarion Thomas, for example, I expect him to have a big season. I, I hope that they they utilize him much more. He's a big guy. He's going to get winded. He can't stay on the field the entire series. That's okay. You're going to need bodies that you can rotate. Two positions you can never have enough, enough depth at, especially at Vanderbilt. Offensive line and defensive absolutely anytime you see more beef getting added to either of those groups that is a good sign but the larger update on the Vanderbilt class of 2024 is not really breaking news but 24 7 has updated their recruiting rankings the recruit rankings for individual guys as my voice cracks wow tight end Bryson Coleman and wide receiver slash athlete Joseph McVay have both been bumped up to four stars on 24-7 sports, moving Vanderbilt's count of four-star recruits for the class of 2024 to four. Lucky number? I hope so. Robbie tweeted out an interesting little tidbit. Robbie Weinstein of 24-7 sports tweeted, this is also the first time in the recruiting rankings era that Vanderbilt has signed four four-star recruits in the same recruiting class. Let Clark cook, baby. Let Clark cook. Coming off a 2-10 and ten season, Hell of a job. Yeah, amazing. I, I think it moves them. I don't know where he got this, but Braden McPherson, part of TDR here, tweeted out a screenshot of Vanderbilt football's recruiting class being ranked 36th in the country after that update. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he got that screenshot because I still see Vanderbilt sitting at 41st on the 247sports.com website. It was probably on three. It might have been. It might have been. But Vanderbilt sitting right around that 40 spot. Not going to get the job done long term, but coming off a two and 10 season, hell of a job. And I also want to point out usually Vanderbilt recruits that have committed do not move up in the rankings. Mm-hmm. Usually that is the opposite direction. So it's nice to see Vanderbilt recruits receiving recognition as they continue to go through more of these. 
I don't even know what they do. Seven on sevens. Yeah, like, seven on sevens. A lot of camps. camps um, it's yeah. it's camp season right now, mm-hmm. so that's probably what it is. Um, How much of an influence do you think Barton, being the head of head of uh, the GM of Vanderbilt football, has on those recruiting rankings bumping more up? We, more than we would know, I think. I, I really believe that more than we would know. I mean, if you want to talk about the godfather of of recruiting, uh recruiting sites and in ranking analysis it's him people say it's shannon terry it's not it's barton simmons barton simmons the mf dog <laughs> also uh i know it's not on your sheet but a little other football talk um cole spence clean bill of health tight end after an acl late in fall camp a hundred percent clean bill of health will be uh a hundred percent for spring ball i think it was his dad yes. cole spence's dad that tweeted out that info whenever you quote tweeted it and said something like Cole Spence is back. Hell yeah. I wanted to say, what's your source? <laughs> source? <laughs> source? I, I almost directly <laughs> quote tweeted his dad's tweet about it and said, source? Question mark. <laughs> but I was afraid he would take it seriously. It wouldn't, wouldn't be perceived. He goes, me. It's, I'm at the doctor's office. I, I'm sitting next to him. So that's probably it. I just that's, heard the doctor say it. <laughs> from a That was a thin position for Vanderbilt last year. They brought in some recruits. The transfer, I cannot remember his name, Fortenberry. Maybe that's right. Tyler Fortenberry? Yeah. A JUCO transfer, but Cole Spence is going to be the anchor of that position along with Cameron Johnson. We also, TDR got a little bit of uh, inside information in regards to the black and gold game. Here's the thing. They didn't say, I asked him, when is the black and gold game? They told me. They said, be, be there or be hack square. They never told me if I could announce it. But I won't say who my source is, but TDR has been informed the black and gold game will be held April 20th, 420, baby. (laughs) The tailgate. I (laughs) You know what? I will not be taking any. I will not be partaking any any in any illegal drugs, uh, but I will be drinking some beers. The tailgate's on. baby. I'm upset because I have tickets. To the Shane Gillis stand-up show. There's no way it's at night. Whenever the black and gold game is, I believe the Shane Gillis performance is at 7 p.m. I cannot believe of all of the Saturdays in (laughs) spring, of all of the days, there is one day that is marked off in my calendar for that concert. It was a Christmas gift from my dad. We're going... I. God, that pisses me off. But what if the game's at like 12 o'clock? Then I'm still going to go. It, I, it doesn't conflict. I'm going anything. to yeah. do what I can to attend mm-hmm. the spring game, assuming it, it's possible with time. But still, you've got to be freaking kidding. I don't. Vanderbilt hasn't had like a, a night spring game since the James Franklin era, I believe. So if it's at 12 p.m., you're straight. You'll be out of there by like what, 3 o'clock? Let's hope. Let's hope I do not want to miss the spring game. I that this is specifically probably the most looked forward to spring game I've had in years. I swear to God, if I have to miss that, yeah, I want to do some first hand reporting, but that's enough for football. <laughs> I think it might be time actually for the TDR cocktail break, real so quick. Too. So grab yourself a delicious cold beverage, and we will be right back with episode 258. Welcome back. From the TDR cocktail break, Trevor, it's time to dive into Vanderbilt basketball. Wait, what are you sipping on again? Sipping on uh, what I'm normally sipping on, a little whiskey Diet Coke. Just a little Diet Coke Trevor's for me. straight up Diet Coke, so. Not a big drinker. 
no. You, uh, TDR podcast is the only time I allow myself a nice beverage during the week, during the weekdays. <laughs> so I take advantage of that while we're recording and having to discuss things such as the Vanderbilt men's basketball program. So since we last recorded episode 257, Vanderbilt has had two very different performances. A lot of that has to do with the opponents they played. But Vanderbilt got absolutely embarrassed by number 16, Auburn. On the road, Vanderbilt lost 81-54. to Only way I can describe that game is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It, is there anything else you want to add to that? No. Van Allen Lubin was incredible, had a double-double in the first half. He seems to be, along with Ezra, the two guys that care yeah. about the current state of the season. Van Allen Lubin has been as advertised. Yeah, he's so getting far. he's him and Ezra are getting wasted. Absolutely. But Vanderbilt did on the bright side pick up their first SEC win of the season, beating the poor, poor Missouri Tigers 68 to 61. Holy hell. <laughs> Missouri is awful. Missouri is awful. It was not it was not just happenstance that Vanderbilt beat them. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt is better than Missouri. Yeah. I think eight, seven, eight, nine times out of ten, Vanderbilt beats Missouri. That's how bad Missouri is. That's not a prop to Jerry Stackhouse or Vanderbilt. How has how is Missouri this bad? I don't know. At basketball this year. And you want to talk about another very proud basketball program. I mean, they were number one in the nation, what, uh, a little over a decade ago, a very historic, very proud basketball university, much like Vanderbilt, and just absolutely fall into the wayside. Um, I was I was I was talking to my dad today, and and he he jokingly said, although I don't know if it was totally a joke, but we were talking about the game, and he goes, "Yeah, I bet Candace Story Lee's already written up a two year extension for Jerry Stackhouse after that game." And I go, "Dad, I know you're joking." But also, I don't think you're joking. And that's very sad. And he's not the only one that feels that way. That's a very st- uh, a sad state of the program that, that fans feel that way, that even that's something that we could joke about. And it's a joke, but I think a lot of people deep down inside are like, man, I don't know, maybe what if they do bring it back for a year? You know <laughs> what I mean? Well, the win moves Vanderbilt to 6-15 and 15 on the season, 1-7 and seven in conference. So, like I mentioned in the intro, a repeat of the 2018-2019 basketball season is not happening. Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt's not going 0-18. But also, this win really doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I was very much rooting for Vanderbilt to win this game. Because I mentioned it last episode that the only real opportunities I see on the schedule for wins are Missouri and Texas A&M. And so that's where it has to come from. And thank God Vanderbilt got the win. They're probably not going to finish last in the SEC now, so that's an accomplishment, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. But I, I mentioned in the intro about the about the win of how bad Missouri is. Vanderbilt didn't even shoot well. This wasn't like some aberration in Vanderbilt's offensive output, or it wasn't like Vanderbilt played an incredibly clean game. Missouri is just that bad. Vanderbilt still shot 5 of 22, 22% from the three-point line. They shot 40% as a team overall, 75% from the free throw line. And shout out to your boy, Zay, Isaiah West, had his breakout best performance of the season. I always believed in you, Zay. Four of five from the three-point line. Four of five. Vanderbilt as a team was five of 22. Outside of Isaiah West, Vanderbilt basketball shot one of 17 from the three-point line. Evan Taylor having the lone make from behind the arc outside of Isaiah West. So thank you, Zay. Thank you 
for finally reminding Memorial Gym of what good shooting looks like. Yep. Because boy, are we starving for some good shooting. <laughs> Jeez. That I mean, and and we talk about it every week, and I feel like we just go on this whole rigmarole, just roller coaster of going back and forth between previous episodes of what we say and yada yada. Man, I just want to go back and and just say, could you imagine telling a Will Byram back in uh, freshman year of high school that Vanderbilt would be this poor of a shooting team? If if I time traveled and I and I went up to fourteen year old Will, I was like, Will, you don't know me. You have no idea who I am, but I'm telling you, you will know me in the future. But I'm I'm, tell, I'm letting you know right now, Vanderbilt is going to lose the streak in a couple of years. Not only are they going to lose the streak, they're going to lose it to Tennessee. Not only are they going to lose to Tennessee, they're going to become one of the worst shooting teams in the nation a couple of years after that. I would have said Vanderbilt's entire athletics department's on the upswing. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> we got James Franklin, bub. I would have a, a tear would have streamed down As my cheek, like, and I'd have said, "Will, I'm yeah. so sorry. It's gonna get so much worse, dude. It's, you have no get, idea. It's gonna get much worse than you could possibly go back to imagine. 2011, Will, and be like, you have no idea what's about to happen. I'll be like, I've seen some pretty bad sports, and you're like, no, you don't." you don't even understand what you're about to go through. And and the worst part is you're going to be even more invested than you are now. You're going to be running a podcast. It's going to be part of your life during the worst stretch in the history of Vanderbilt athletics. And we're not saying that hyperbolically your weeks. I, I'm, I'm just talking to you just get out of like your algebra one class. I'm like, well, your weeks are going to revolve around Vanderbilt That's athletics. You're like, they already do. I'm like, you don't understand you do. brother. It's, it's going, going to be, be it's going to be your life and they're going to be really bad. And every now and again, they're going to show you little glimpses of hope in football. And every couple of years, you're going to get a little glimpse and you think maybe it turns around, but it never does. I'll be like, Will, you know what Sisyphus is? Have, have you learned about that in your literature class yet? To where this guy's cursed, he has to roll a boulder up the hill. And then right when he thinks he's about to get it over the hill, it rolls back down. He's, he's subject to do that for eternity. That's you. You're going to think, oh my gosh, I finally got the boulder. I've a couple more steps and it's just going to roll back down. And some guy named Albert Camus is going to say that we must imagine Will Byron pushing the rock up the hill is happy. And you're going to be like, I'm anything but happy right now, brother. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. Brought a tear to my eye, actually. But I did want to ask the question before we close out episode 258 here. As Vanderbilt fans out there respond to us on Twitter, whatever, what are you, if you are still watching, which there was a poll done, I need to go check I the results of this. I did see that poll, yes. Let, let me actually pull up the results of that poll before I go off on this uh, small tangent here. So a poll was put out. I want to credit the account if I can find it anywhere. Wow, I've tweeted quite a bit since then. Da, da, da. Trevor, you want to help fill was it the done by? Here? Was it done by? Okay. Oh, there you go. It was uh, Seth Williams at Seth A. Williams 79. We retweeted it onto TDR's timeline. The poll reads, curious about where the fan base stands. Do you still watch Vandy men's basketball games on TV? And the answers were yes or no. 419 votes. 26% said yes. 74% said no. I was one of the yeses. I was one of the no's. I still watch. And I'm still going to watch because I host a Vanderbilt podcast. <laughs> so I'm still going to watch. And I'm also mentally unstable. I need it. But other Vanderbilt fans out there, what are you currently watching for? 
at this point because before you could almost make the pitch you want to see if this team gets a win in the SEC if they're going to repeat an 0-18 performance what are you watching for now they've picked up the first win postseason play is simply not in the cards it doesn't matter if Vanderbilt wins out the rest of the season postseason play is not going to happen in any capacity Vanderbilt I don't know. Why are you watching? Or if you are still watching, why are you watching? Mm -hmm. Is it just to see if Vanderbilt can win double-digit games? Because in 2018-2019, they went 9-23, and mm -hmm. winning nine games. Are you watching to see if Vanderbilt can pick up three more wins and match that win total of nine or possibly win four and get to double-digit wins? Because this team doesn't have a lot of talent that they're going to be building on. You're not watching a ton of young guys out there. Mm -hmm. You're not watching a head coach that's going to be here after the season. What is what is driving people to still keep watching this product? Because the Missouri game was fun. I liked watching Vanderbilt win. We are not the fans that sit here and root for our own program to lose to prove a point. I'm still going to be rooting for them to win. It's not going to happen. I've given my take. I hate I hate Jerry Stackhouse so much. I actually I do. do. But I, his job. The is only gone. the only game I did not cheer for them to lose uh, was the Tennessee game, and that's just because I hate Tennessee so much. I'm just happy that they picked up an SEC win. That's the gist of it. I didn't want to see an 0-18 team. Before we before we go off onto the other segment. There is no other segment. Uh, but do we want to address, I would like to address the absolute banger of a quote from the godfather of Nashville sports radio, George Plaster. Oh, yeah. Whenever he was, yeah, so on his show, which our dear friend uh, Billy Derrick uh, helps produce, uh, George Plaster gave his criteria for the next Vanderbilt head basketball coach. Um, he said something along the lines of that he must be an absolutely vicious recruiter. Boom, there we go. Uh, must be a relentless recruiter, uh, willing to sell the program externally. Great X's and O's slash teacher of basketball. Uses the transfer portal plus NIL to your advantage. Willingness to reconnect with former players. I absolutely agree with that. And priority number six, golf cannot, all caps, cannot, be a priority. You want to play the quote? Hit it. That's yeah. That's a great quote. Number six on the surface seems like a cheap shot on my end. However, let me say this: I think it is a terrible optic when a coach on a road trip where you're going to play somebody, play against somebody, when a coach brings golf clubs, that's a terrible optic. What on God's earth are players thinking when they see that? That can't happen. Not only do I blame the coach for that, but that falls on Candace Lee as well. She knows that's going on. That, that's, that's inexcusable. And if I sound a little angry about it, I am. Golf cannot be a priority. This, this next that's a hell of a quote. He's absolutely the truth. right. And that wasn't um, – a lot of fans weren't aware of that, that Jerry Stackhouse um, does bring golf clubs on road trips. He does. I – oh, my God. We, we're going to have to continue on because I was given a story by uh, somebody who's very close to the program, but they told me not to share it, so I'll be respectful. But um, Everyone I've, knows where this podcast stands. I, I've, I've heard some very damning stories about Jerry Stackhouse in relation to golf. I mean, um, we very, we, very, very bad. We as fans, you you know, from the outside, regardless of quotes, regardless of public statements, 
Jerry Stackhouse has no connection to Vanderbilt basketball. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care that much about Vanderbilt basketball, and it's apparent and has been apparent. Yeah. We hit on it every single episode. He doesn't care that much. Mm-hmm. And now he's got Vanderbilt athletics in a stranglehold yeah. with the current buyout situation, and he knows it. And he knows it. Yeah. So, and this, and this, and George brought up a really good point. And this, I, I want to wonder how much power does I know she's the athletic director. How much power does Candace Story Lee have over Jerry Stackhouse? If you just allow him to bring golf clubs, you just allow him to bring golf clubs on road trips. And like he said, that's an awful optic to players and recruits and people who are uh, involved with the coaching staff. How do you? How is that okay? How do you look at that and then look at his resume and look at what he's doing this current season and say, yeah, that's okay. I get it. We all need a little mental health break. That's not how it works in college basketball. That's not how it works in amateur athletics. That's not how it works in professional athletics. I wish I had a counterpoint, but that pretty much sums up my opinion on it. The optic is just awful. Mm -hmm. You just can't do it. Even I, I know you have free time on these road trips. I know the team does. I know coaches do. You just have to be intelligent enough to know how it's going to be viewed by outside people and by your own team. Mm -hmm. And that just can't happen when your team sucks. It's a funny little side story about how much he loves golf if the team's good. But the team has sucked during Jerry Stackhouse tenure and continues to suck even worse this season. It just can't happen. Trevor, anything else you want to add here on episode 258 before we close it out? No, sir. Well, for myself, Will Byram, and my co-host, Trevor Hewlin, this has been episode 258 of The Door Report, powered by 615 Collectible.